the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray it's being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Walking Through Your Open Door. There are definite advantages to being a child of God. One of the many advantages is having a God who does things for us that nobody else can do. One of the things that God does for us that nobody else can do is open doors of opportunity like nobody else can do. Doors that nobody can close once they've been opened for me and you. Doors that he opens so that we can walk through and receive as well as achieve all the awesome things that God has planned and prepared for us. That's why it's so important that we learn to walk through the doors that God opens for me and you. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Walking Through Your Open Door. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Got your Bible, I invite you to turn to Revelations chapter 3. Revelations chapter 3, as we continue to bring to a close this uh, uh, teaching that we've been doing for a little while now, and that is walking through your open door, walking through your open door. I'm sure by now many of you have had opportunity and have been successful at walking through the open doors that God has in store for you. You've been able to recognize them. You've been able to know what you ought to do in order to walk through the open doors that he has in store for you. Because, of course, we already learned that these are spiritual doors with natural manifestations, spiritual doors with natural manifestations that although they may not have looked like it in the natural, you know, by the spirit, which is the word of God, that he has a door open for you and thereby you're willing to move through despite what you see, despite what you hear, despite all the nonsense that is near. You'll continue to move forward into what God has in store for you and you see yourself walk through, walk through those barriers, walk Walk through those things that held you at bay. Walk through those things which tried to tell you no, but you say, no, I'm going to move forward into what God has in store for me because you know that God had it for you in Jesus' name. Surely you've been, surely you've been successful thus far. I'm going to share with you a little bit more information that would cause you to be even more successful at the one that we've been working on right now, and that is an open door for family and friends an open door for family and friends because God wants to restore families. Oh, yes, he does. And God wants to restore friendships. God wants to take this year broken families and restore them, broken friendships and restore them, broken relationships and restore them. Such a way where dysfunctional families uh, will become functional. Broken families will become fixed. Scattered families will become unified. Strong families will become stronger and good families got about to get gooder as well as the same thing in, 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 family, in, in friendships also. 
whereas dysfunctional friendships are going to become functional, whereas we've been doing it wrong and messing it up. We're going to learn to do it right so that we don't destroy the awesome opportunities that God has put together in brothers and sisters and friends. Because many times we can mess up what God is putting together because we don't do it the way God wants us to do it. Well, we've been learning some awesome information on that. Between this week and next week, I'm going to share with you a little bit more information on that one in specific because God is restoring friendships also. But it must be done the way God wants it to be done because otherwise Satan can get you to mess up that which God has um, made up for you to be able to cause awesome things to be able to happen for you. But we won't get into that right now because broken friendships are also going to become fixed. Scattered friendships are going to become unified. Strong friendships are about to get stronger and good friendships about to get gooder. Holy Ghost hookups and anointed alliances are going to be established so that we can be able to move forward into the tremendous things that God has in store for us. Let the church say amen. Because God loves family and friends. God created families and friends. God is our family and God is also our friend. And so because of that, since he's the beginning of everything, since he's both family and friend, we're supposed to have family and friends and it's supposed to be good because God is good. But yet it has to be operated in a particular type of way that's based on what the word of God has to say. And then we can move forward into the things that God has in store for each and every one of us. Proverbs, I mean, uh, Revelation chapter three, we'll start reading in verse six. And of course, by the way, have an ear to hear what the Lord is going to say unto you today. I guarantee you, you're going to be blessed. Might not like it, but you're going to be blessed. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Revelation chapter three, verse six. He that have an ear, let him hear what the spirit saith unto the churches and to the angel of the church in Philadelphia. Right. These things saith he that is holy. He that is true. He that hath a key of David. He that openeth and no man shutteth and shutteth and no man openeth. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength and hast kept my word and hast not denied my name. Of course, that's an explanation of us. We're the one that refused to deny the name of the Lord, regardless of what it is that we face, what it is that we deal with, what it is that's happening to us. We're going to lock in with the fact and we know that we are Christ and Christ is ours, that we are Christians. We are born again. We are children of the most high God. You can say amen at any time. We are the children of God walking in the fullness of God. We understand that we are a chosen generation, a holy priesthood that have been called out to show forth the glory of God. So despite what it is that we run into, we're going to continue to show forth the glory of God. Despite what it is that happens in the midst of our lives, we're going to know that we were chosen of God for such a time as this to be able to be able to move forward and snatch everything that Satan Satan stole and take it right out of his fist. That we've been called out by God to be able to be a royal priesthood. That is one that ministers unto God and ministers for God. Ministers unto God and ministers for God. By ministering unto God, we get a chance to be able to give unto God that which is rightfully due him, including the praise and the worship that's due his name, including the tithes and the offerings and the gifts of holiness that we extend unto him out of our pocket, including our service and everything that it is that we do, that we do holy and acceptable unto him and pleasing unto others too. And we know that also to be able to minister unto God is also to minister unto his people. So we know that to be the royal priesthood also extends out in our opportunity to be a blessing unto other people. That's the people who do us good and the people that do us wrong. That's the people that I know it's going to get a little weaker on that, but that's all right. Y'all just keep revving it up because you might as well use them now because you might not want to use them in a little while. Praise God. (laughs) In fact, give me one good amen right now. I'll take that one. Praise God. Give me one more, one more, just in case I need them for later. Praise God. I want them now. God has called us to be a royal priesthood. 
that operates in, uh, to the ones that are just and as well as the ones that are unjust. The ones that do us right and the ones that do us wrong. The one that's treated us like we're supposed to be treated and the one that's treated us like crap. That does not change our calling. We hold fast to our calling. And our calling is that we are the royal priesthood. Are you listening to me who are willing to show forth the glory of God and everything we do despite what other people do? We don't care what they do. We're going to do what we're supposed to do regardless because we've been recreated in the image and likeness of God. And God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God is the Lord our God and he changes not. God does not vary nor have a shadow of variableness in him. He don't turn. He don't change. He doesn't change his mind based upon what it is that we do. But God stays constant and does what it is he does regardless to what we do. And because we've been recreated in his image and likeness, we have the ability to do the same. That whether people treat us right or treat us wrong, we can still stay strong. Whether people do us the way they're supposed to do us or treat us like we are scum, we can still be good to them because we're created in the image and likeness of God and we're good regardless. They act like they don't want to be bothered, we'll still love them. They act like they don't want to listen to us, we'll still love them. We act like they don't want to be around us, we'll still love them. They don't come around us, we'll still love them. They treat us wrong, talk about us, lie on us, scandalize us, tenderize us, do anything else they decide to do. We still going to do them right regardless because we are the children of God. We are not the children of circumstances and situations. We are the children of God. We are not the children of the people who do us wrong. We are the children of God. And because we are the children of God, we act like God regardless. Are you listening to me? And it's not a requirement. It's an awesome opportunity. What an opportunity it is to act like God. That when people treat you wrong and act, and act all wrong with you, that you can still be loving and kind too. That you don't have to be on the roller coaster ride of their emotions and how they feel at a given time. One day everything look good, next day they don't want to be bothered with you. One day they might want to love you with everything they got and then they don't want to see you for the next three, four months. Now come on up in here. Isn't it good that we don't have to ride that ride and be dizzy and be throwing up like that based upon them taking us through all these changes? That we can be good anyway. That every day can be a good day in God. Because it's not dependent upon what nobody else does and what nobody else says. But we know that the Lord God is our God. We know that the Lord God is our protector. That although that the enemy might surround about us, they may come before us one way, but they're going to flee before us seven ways. Because we are the children of God. But all they're, they're, although they're fleeing, we still think no less of them than we did before they messed with us. Because we still love them. Because God loves them. We still appreciate them. Because God appreciates them. And we're still willing to help them, although they don't even want to help themselves. Glory to God. That's who we are. That's who we are. And those are the people that God says, I've opened a door for. You. Y'all heard y'all that were saying amen. In fact, all y'all that wasn't saying amen. He said, I've opened a door for you anyway. Because I still love you. Although you're acting crazy because they're acting crazy, I still love you. And love is what's going to bring us through. Oh, yes, it is. Turn to Revelations. No, turn to Romans. Praise God. Let's jump on in this. Y'all saying amen. Let's not mess it up. Romans chapter 12. Because <laughs> I know that stuff I was just saying, Don't if I could put it this way, that ain't normal. I'm in Ebonics right now, so pay attention. That ain't normal. Folk don't think that way. I don't reckon that most folk think that way. It's my Texas talk. How you like it? Praise God. I don't reckon folks think that way normally. Praise God. Because we've been trained by a world. 
that says you do me wrong, I'm going to do you wronger. You treat me jacked up, I'm going I'm to hurt you. First opportunity I get. Don't be mistaken by this smile I'm smiling at you with. Because I'm just trying to draw you closer. So I can wear your tail out. Because I ain't forgot how you hurt me. I ain't forgot how you jammed me. I have not forgot. And although it might look like I forgot, I ain't forgot. And the first opportunity I get to take you out, I'm taking you out. That's the way we was trained. We was trained, payback is a... Oh, see, y'all was trained that too. Amen. Praise God. That's what we was trained. We was trained that we going to hurt some folk. But this way I'm talking now is a brand new way of thinking for most people. That's why he said in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. That word reasonable means intelligent or it's the smart thing to do. What's smart for me to do? That after I get born again to present my body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, living sacrifice, holy, holy and acceptable unto God, which means that our life should be a living sacrifice unto God. Why? Because it's pleasing unto him and it's the smart thing for us to do. Now, see, back in the Old Testament, see, they understood what he was talking about, because in the Old Testament, they had dead sacrifices, which meant that they would kill the sacrifice slit his neck, drain his blood, cut him in half, throw him on this big barbecue pit, burn him. But while that sacrifice is up there burning, it's dead. And because it's dead, it won't move. Because it's dead, it won't move. It just stay there. Amen. And burn and then turn to ashes. And those ashes are taken back behind the holies of the holy. And, you know, long story, that God's pleased. He comes out and has the priest call him blessed as a result of what it is that they did and what it is that they sacrificed. But see, when he said this to them, I know their eyes bucked because he said living sacrifice. Yeah, as in that you don't you don't necessarily need to be dead in order to do what it is that God said. God wants you to put your life up on that barbecue pit. Now, I'd imagine that up on that barbecue pit, when the flames hit you, you'd be a little uncomfortable. But it's your reasonable service to stay there. That when he throw you up on that big barbecue pit, not dead, but alive, all your senses operating you clear vision that you know exactly what they did to you exactly how they played you memory intact you remember how you was good to them how you wiped their noses when they were sick wiped their butts when they was young come on up in here how you came through for them when you didn't even want to come through for them you remembering all of this while you're up on that sacrifice up on that barbecue pit sacrificing yourself Allowing yourself to get burned up and be in an uncomfortable situation, although it should be them up on there. But God say, present your body. You do it. Nobody else can do it for you. You got to do it. You present your body a living sacrifice. You know, your body includes your feelings. Feelings. Or oh, they hurt my feelings. Or oh, I ain't feeling this. I'll be hearing that. Pastor, I ain't feeling this. Ain't nobody asked you to feel it. Everybody do this real here. Then ask your neighbor, what, you, what do you got us doing that for? And answer him. Say to get your feelings off your shoulders now. This is real Christianity right here. This ain't that fluffing stuff. Are you listening to me? I, 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 I'm asking you to look at your little WWJD band and say it's time for me to do what Jesus would do. Because he stayed up on the cross when he didn't do nothing wrong. He stayed up on the cross when folk was crazy. 
and he paid the price for them. But as a result of his obedience to do what God wanted him to do, all of us got a chance to be saved. And he received a name that is above every name that's named in heaven and on earth. And you about to go up and be exalted too because your exaltations will be based upon your humility. How much are you willing to do what God told you to do? God has opened a door for you, but for you to be able to move forward into the fullness he has in store for you, you must pass by the altar. You must make a decision to present yourself a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. It's the smart thing for you to do. Although it may be uncomfortable for you to conduct yourself in forgiveness, although it might be uncomfortable for you to do so, it might be kind of hot and you want to jump up off of there, stay there because it's the smart thing for you to do. Stay there. Because your exaltation comes right after that. Stay there. Don't move. Do what he tells you to do. Because God is good. And he has your good in mind. And since he has your good in mind, he's going to bring you through every single time. God's at the end. He knows the beginning. And he knows everything that you got to go through to get to the awesome thing he has in store for you. And if he tells you to keep moving forward, keep moving forward. Don't you worry about how you feel. You keep your little tail up there. Because if he tells you to sacrifice yourself, sacrifice yourself. Ah, ah, because you got to understand whatsoever man sow, if that shall he sow, reap. Because if you're willing to sacrifice yourself, God said, now I can exalt self. But he can only exalt a self that's willing to humble itself. Are you listening to me? He can't, ha- he can't exalt a self that's selfish, that's only concerned about themselves. No, you're going to stay up there. Everybody say, oh, yes, I am. He said, because it's your reasonable service. And he said that ye, he said, and be not conformed to this world the way we learned it before. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, the renovation of your mind, pulling out all the old thoughts and put in the new thoughts. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove that which is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Because there's a good and acceptable and perfect will that God has in store for you. And he's giving you the pathway to be able to make it through. And that pathway includes that you might have to go through something that in your little feelings and in your little body might be uncomfortable. That you got to smile at people who don't spit in your face. That you got to continue to be nice to people who don't want you to walk in God's grace. I'm talking about right up in your crib. And in case you don't speak like that, in your home, your abode, right there with you. Mm-hmm. Pick that pen up back there, please, and drop. There's a pen that fell, it fell on that piece of cotton over on the side. <laughs> I, I heard it. Verse 3, for I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. Notice that that phrase of himself is italicized, added in by the translators, because it does boil down to you, but at the same time, understand what boils down to you. Read it without the italicized of himself. For I say through the grace given unto you, unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think more highly than he ought to think, because our thoughts can many times be set up higher than what they should be. We consider our feelings higher than what they should be. We consider how we feel about a matter higher than what it should be. Never let your feelings of yourself exalt yourself above what God has to say. Never let your feelings exalt themselves higher than what it is that God has to say. I know God said I need to forgive, but I don't want to. That's when your feelings now exalt and your thoughts are exalted higher than the word of God. And once you exalt your thoughts higher than the word of God, trust me, brothers and sisters, saints of the living God, people who I love so dearly, my beloved, know this, you about to get brought down and you're about to get, to, about to get brought down hard because God ain't going to have nobody higher than him. 
Are you listening to me? And the moment that your thoughts exceed his thoughts and you think your rightness exceeds his rightness, you're about to find out in the bad sense of the word that you're wrong. You're about to find out because you're going to find out that you're going to miss out on all the tremendous things that God has in store for you. And you've just placed yourself firmly in Satan's hand so that he can do anything he can in the midst of your life because you've just relinquished God's lordship to Satan and you have said, I'm going to let my feelings and what Satan is doing in the midst of my life now become the new Lord of my life. So from that point forward, don't look to God for anything in relationship to anything other than helping you get back on track. If you're willing to do what he tells you to do, it's good teaching. Praise God. Verse three, for I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself or not to think more highly than he ought to think. But to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. That's through the word of God. For as we have many members in one body and our members not and and, and all members have not the same office. So we being many are one body in Christ and everyone members one of another. It's one of the things that we ought to constantly remember as we move forward, that we are all one in Christ. I'm talking about the Christians, that we are all one in Christ. And because we're all one in Christ, then we ought to not let animosity and difficulties form between us for a moment. Why is that? Because now the body is fighting against itself. And when the body begins to fight against itself, it's just like cancer. Because that's, that's what cancer is. It's the body fighting against itself and taking over itself. Where one cell begins to attack the cell next to it and then take it over. And then attack the cell next to it. And since those cells now cannot function the way they were designed to function, then it causes the body to no longer be able to be as strong as it originally was until it eventually becomes weak and dies. Are you listening to me? God, Satan is trying to fight the body of Christ from the inside. Satan is trying to attack the body of Christ from the inside. He know he's not strong enough to take you down because you are more than conquerors through him that loved you. But what he can do is he knows that you are strong enough to take yourself down. And so he tries to get you to fight against yourself. Try to get you to come into contention against yourself. Try to get husbands against wives and mothers and fathers against their children and children against mothers and fathers. He's trying to get friends against friends and all these Holy Ghost hookups that God put next to one another because each cell God put next to one another. But Satan is trying his best to get one to despise the other and hate the other. But he says, don't think more highly than you ought to think. This is the way you ought to think. You ought to think that we are members one of another. And even if the cell next to me is tripping, I ain't going to be tripping too. Even if the cell next to me has turned cancerous, I'm not going to turn cancerous too. Even if the cell next to me is disrespecting me and dishonoring me and doing me wrong, I'm still going to stay strong. Are you listening to me? Because you are a cell with a mind of your own. You don't have to be overtaken. You can make a decision within yourself that says, I will not be overtaken. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed for what the word of God had to say. Hope that you're seeing that our God does open doors for us that nobody else can shut on us. Doors that he opens so that we can receive what it is that he has prepared for us. Hope that you're not only seeing that it's true that God really does open doors of opportunity for me and you, but also hope that you're learning the importance of walking through the doors that God opens for me and you. Otherwise, it'll be just like God never opened a door that he opened for me and you. And that which he opened the door for us to get will never be got by me and you. I pray that won't be said of me and that it won't be said of you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210 That's area code 210 
or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. If you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and visit us at Word of Faith. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. When you get the chance, check out our website. It's at wofsa.com. That's the first letters of Word of Faith San Antonio. That's wofsa.com. You'll be blessed when you do, I guarantee you. And don't forget, saints, make sure that you're in church on Sunday. If you're not at work, every child of God needs to be in their father's house on Sunday. There's absolutely no substitute for being in church, fellowshipping with other believers, and worshiping God in the house of God. I believe every born-again believer should say what the psalmist said when he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So if you can be in church on Sunday, then be in church on Sunday. You'll be blessed when you do, I guarantee you. And to all of you who've been a blessing to us by sending words of encouragement by letter or email to us, sharing with us that you're being blessed by the messages and that you're praying for us, I want to say to all of you, thank you. And to all of you who've been so kind to send financial offerings in support of our ministry, we want to say to all of you from the bottom of our heart, thank you. The Bible says God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he so reap. Well, since all of you have been such a tremendous blessing to us, writing words of encouragement to us, praying for us, and even sending financial support to us, we know that God's not going to be mocked concerning you. He's going to do everything that he said in his word that he would do. That is, make sure you reap what you've sown. So, we thank God in advance for all the blessings that are coming your way because of your being the blessing that you've been to all of us. May God richly bless all of you for blessing us as we endeavor to do what God has called us to do. That is to be a blessing to a blessed people like you. So once again, thank you for being a blessing. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast next week for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you next week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.